Morning. Uh, if we could have that picture up, that would be great. <coughs> Yesterday morning, I engineered a whole hour for me to just spend some time thinking about what I was going to say today. I had thought about it before. Um, and literally, by engineering, I mean I got everybody out of the house, planned it very carefully. And literally, as the door slammed, the phone went. Do I answer it? Do I not? And I answered it, and uh, it's my brother. Now, that's great, because I get on really well with my brother. Really good to have a chat with him. But I know that a phone call from my brother is 45 minutes. So I just had this one hour to prepare. Anyway, we got chatting. Really good to hear from him. And uh, he's just started a new job, uh, which takes him to Oslo every week. He has to fly out to Oslo on a Sunday night and flies back on a Thursday. Tough break. Um, And we got talking, and I was talking about what I was going to do today and talking about light. And he said, oh, it's so weird, isn't it, with with about light iron. The thing is, you don't realize how important sunlight is until you don't have it. It's like, what do you mean? So, well, I'm working in Oslo. There's no light. There is no sunlight at the moment. And, uh, and I've gone two weeks without seeing the sun. And I came home, and I took my daughter out to play crazy golf in, in the local park. And the sun came out, and he said, I just stood in the sun. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing. You don't realize how important the sun is, the light is, if you don't have it. And I kind of think, actually, yeah, a lot of people around me don't have the light, the spiritual light that lots of people here talk about. And perhaps they just don't realize what they're missing. I want to talk about light this morning, and I want to talk about God, which is probably a good thing in a church. Um, in the Bible, God is described as, as, uh, as being unbelievably holy, inapproachable. There's a, there's a lovely verse in, in Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, just at the end. Paul gets a bit carried away with himself, and he's talking to Timothy, the young pastor, and, he's, and, he, and he says... He's kind of trying to encourage Timothy. And he just goes, um, I charge you to keep the commands without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. And then he kind of loses it and just goes off on one. God, the blessed and the only ruler, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honour and might forever. Amen. There's something about God the Father that is unapproachable light. Um, if you put that picture back up, I know it's dangerous representing God, but here's some unapproachable light, care of Google Images. What, um, what attributes do you give to God? When you think about God the Father... What words could you, what attributes, what characteristics would you give him? Shout some out. Holy? Pure? Warm? Powerful? Glory? Beginning? Sorry? Majestic? Scary? Loving? Kind? Creator, gracious. If you put all those words on that picture, they are God's love and God's creativity and God's majesty and God's scariness 
are so unapproachably, incomprehensibly beyond what we can think about that it's all, we just can't grasp who this Father God is. When you talk about the love of God, we're not talking about the love of somebody, the kind of the love that the person you know is the loveliest person, but a bit more. God's love is incomprehensible. You can't understand it. God lives in unapproachable light, the Bible says. So how on earth do we approach this God? Well, the amazing thing is that, of course, God approaches us. God incarnates himself. God puts on flesh. And God the Father steps out of unapproachable light to become God the Son, Jesus Christ. Now, if I was organised, I would now at this point have a little camping stove, a little colour kind of thing, and I was going to kind of light that as another light to represent Jesus, which I know is very dangerous in a church, but um, just imagine that that's there. We could almost think about these candles on the pulpit as being the inapproachable light, the inaccessible light, made accessible. This is Jesus. Jesus is God in flesh. All those characteristics we talked about, creative, scary, holy, majestic, loving, merciful, graceful, are now fleshed out for us. We can approach it because God incarnates himself. And there he is, Jesus Christ. When, when Jesus appears in the, in the beginning of John, they say, and he dwelt among us, and we touched him, and we laughed with him, and we walked with him, and we joked with him, and we listened to him, and we were amazed by him. It was God in the flesh. And then the amazing thing is that this Jesus calls himself the light of the world. And more than that, in John uh, 8, Jesus says these words. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me, whoever follows that Jesus, God in the flesh, will have the light. So it's almost like, this is where it gets a little bit scary, unapproachable God the Father, approachable God the Son, gives us, this is me now, this is very thin me, (laughs) excellent, (laughs) this is the light of life. This is something like the inapproachable light of God which became accessible through Jesus Christ who then redeemed me and because he died, because he gave himself he then says, you have the light of life. This is a picture of me. That's amazing, isn't it? There's something about this light that's the same as that light which is the same as that light. There's something about the characteristics of that God which appeared as flesh who now gives himself through his Holy Spirit to me. Something about that light which burns up the rubbish in my life and redeems me. Slowly, in my case. But I'm redeemed. I am a carrier of this light. And there the story stops. That light became that light, which became me. And I put myself on a table 
and burn down and blow out? No, of course I don't. You're shaking your head. Good, because around me, around me, there are hundreds of unlit candles. You've got one in your chair, I hope. Now, the thing is this. The Celtic way of spreading the good news about this God who appeared in the flesh and lights my life isn't to then put that light on a table and hope that some people come and and kind of light their own candle. The Celtic way is to go and sit down with your your colleagues at work, with your friends and your family, and to pass on this light, not through necessarily the big gospel preach, which can work in some cases, but doing what God did, which was to incarnate himself as his son, to die and give us his Holy Spirit for us to take the light and give ourselves, incarnate ourselves, into our weekly places. And I want to say that that happens in really tiny, tiny ways, if you're as rubbish a Christian as I am. It doesn't necessarily happen in the big, at work, going up to someone saying, I've got a really amazing message for you, Jesus loves you, which can happen like that, okay? But it also can happen in tiny mustard seeds, in tiny grades. It can also happen when you go, and you know those you know those kind of Boy Scout ways of lighting a fire, where you can kind of chip, chip off bits of flint, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about, you know, little sparks fly out. The way this light can be passed around is if you can flick off little sparks into the people around you. The way that this light can be passed around is if you see a smouldering flame in a colleague, something about this God who came as that God. If you see a smouldering flame in a colleague or a family friend or a neighbour to, to blow on it, to encourage it, it might not burst into flame, but it might just warm up a bit. And it might be that there is a candle just desperate to be lit. But I think if you start your day the way the Celtic Christians did. The first Celtic Christian was a guy called Patrick. And what he did, he lived in Ireland for years and years as a slave. Came out, got his freedom, and then went back and just lived amongst the Irish Celts. And he gave his life to them. He, he, he incarnated himself to them. And um, that's how that light spread. And within his lifetime, the whole of Ireland was converted which is amazing, which is absolutely amazing. The way he started his day was to say, God, today, let me see what you're doing. God, today, let me see the one you want me to talk to. God, to say, today, let me see the good deed that you want me to do. Now, I've been trying to do that, and it's been very interesting, because the normal things that I do suddenly take on a bit of a God slant. And God has on the back of my head and said, that was it. That tiny little thing you did then, that was it. That was you flicking out a spark. And sometimes it's so, but you go, hang on, but I was just doing that anyway. Yeah, but that was it. 
And sometimes it's been very vocal. Sometimes it's been, I'm going to pray for you about that. And people's faces have gone, huh, whatever. And they walk off. And other times it's just been, special needs child who nobody likes, have a tiny honoured place for two seconds in what I'm doing today. That was it. God has gone like that. And it's been like, that's it. Now, this is the amazing thing, Christians amongst us. When you start doing that, when you start flicking out your little sparks, when you start blowing on a tiny wick that's smouldering, that God, through his incarnated Son and his Holy Spirit, makes this light burn brighter. Finding your Christian walk dull, finding yourself burning down with nothing happening. So, why don't you pray? At the beginning of your day, you probably already do this. Today, today, every day, I want to see your kingdom come. Might not necessarily be through the big preach, might just be through the tiny thing. But because I see it, you will encourage me, that light will grow stronger, and I will incarnate myself like you did. And this light will be passed out. That's how the Celts did it. You want to see what it looks like? There's two, two ways we could do church. You could all walk up and light your candle, your dry candle lit there. But I think this is how it works. I think I sit down next to my friend here, who I've been out for a coffee with or a drink with, got to know, and slowly the light passes. So we're just going to pass the light back. As you light your candle, just think about your day, your week, this God, this amazing God, this amazing Jesus, this wonderful Holy Spirit, and what that might look like for your week. And we're just going to pass the light back. When the candles are lit, the light has gone out, we'll just pray.